0: Whether you're new to pool and practicing the basics or a more experienced player performing drills to improve your shot making and
1: positional play, the drill partner is perfect for you. All right. Welcome, folks. Welcome to this episode of the Doggin' It Live show. We got a lot to talk about here, and you guys are probably like, who is this guy? Well, it's Joey Ryan. Glad you could join us. Let us know if you can hear us and see us. Okay. What's up, Shorty? Good to see you, brother. Uh, I'm going to bring in my partner here uh, for a change. I'm starting the show, and we'll bring in Melina Mike. What's going on, big
0: dog? When you say partner, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. No, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm here. I'm burning the midnight oil. Joey says, uh, hey, we got to do a show. We got lots to discuss. Let me see if I can change around some of these some of these backgrounds here. Where are we at, Joe? We're going to be Hold on. I we're got it. At... Oh no. You're we're going to be on. here. There we go. All right. And then we're going to be here. So Joey says, Hey, I <laughs> want to do a show. Let's, I can do it a little bit late. I just came back from Austin. I barely got home a little bit ago. I'm still watching the Texas open by the way, on my phone. Um, uh, but, We got a lot to discuss, man, still.
1: Yeah, man. Well, let's do it. But, uh, you know, just to let everybody know, you and I were together out in Seattle, and then I flew to a work thing, and you went down to the Texas Open, and uh, great event up there, the the Don Weir Memorial Tournament. You and I both played in it. Uh, Both dogged our brains out. You did get one round further than me, which I don't think I'll ever live down. But, uh, yeah, but I... I go to work the next week I'm in Dallas for a conference. And then I see you have an interview with uh, the WPA and everything just blows up from there. It's been crazy.
0: Yeah. The last few days have been a little nuts. I didn't, uh, you know, we, we were trying to get eyes on on whenever we were, uh, uh, out in Seattle, but there was just a lot going on for Jason's event. And I kind of didn't want to do it in the middle of it. Plus the schedules were pretty hectic and, you know, we didn't know, um, what the weekend was going to look like, and every day seemed to be more busier than the next, which was fun because I had a great time out there. I absolutely loved that trip. It was one of my favorites of all time. Um, but come home, uh, yeah, schedule Aishan finally, and I thought because we've talked to him before that you know would be a little, a little kind of like par for the course. You know, it's been like a, um, it, it's it's been it's been a progressive shit show with these guys from one interview to the next. You know, as far as them kind of like, you know, um, I don't want to say putting their foot in their mouth, but just not doing themselves any favor. But I thought, okay, the worst is already behind us. Aishan comes on and the worst was not behind them. So, um, yeah,
1: kind of blew up from there. But, uh, you know, I just want to say hi to a few people that are in here. What's up, Paco, Rick, Robert, Heather. Thanks for joining, guys. Jennifer. Uh, so happy you guys could be on here. Don't forget to share the stream, like it, do all that stuff. Go ahead, Melina. It's
0: 6-5. Six, 6-5 in favor of Vitaly, and he's on the sixth ball, and he just got on the seven ball. He's 6-5 going to nine. Winner plays Tyler for the, for the championship. So, anyhow. Like, so, uh, Melina, I don't think many people
1: know about your big victory in uh, Everett, Washington over uh, Shane Van Boning. Did did, uh, did you share the news? Yeah, you, you brought in a fish like this big and Shane brought him one like this big. <laughs> no, was so no, no, no. Making no. fun
0: of him on that. We caught a lot of fish. Those are just the ones that I posted. Uh, but it was funny because the very first night we get there, didn't, we, got off in, we, we landed in Seattle. Him and Jason were killing time for a few hours, um, waiting for me to arrive because I arrived a few hours later. Uh, pick me up. We go straight to Everett. Don't even go to the lake house. We go straight to the boat. Uh, and we're on there, his buddy, uh, Clay, who was, who was a fantastic guy, took us out, fresh salmon, smoked salmon, fresh crab right out of his boat, best food I've ever tasted in my life. Then we're out like maybe like, uh, 10, 15 minutes onto the water and Shane looks at me and he says, hey, you want to bet who's going to catch the biggest fish this week? And I'm like, <laughs> this mother, you know, but, uh, I couldn't say no. Right. I had to fire at it. So, uh. <laughs> We fire, we fired a hundred. I did not collect, but I got the, you know, Shane saying I was a better fisherman. So that was that that made the trip right there. By the way, Vitaly's up seven five now on Shane. So nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. A lot a lot of fun memories.
1: Yeah, and, and I had an interesting memory with Shane too. I'm playing on they had two feature tables. They had table one and table two. I'm on table one, but table two was the main feature table. And Shane's playing on table two against the local guy and he's hooked and he can't see the ball at all. And he's taking forever to look at it. And I'm playing against Dan Louie on table one and it's a critical juncture of the match. And there's a tough cut shot on the six ball. And Shane's like, sees me kind of watching him and he's like, go ahead and shoot it. Cause it was up at his side of the table. And I was like, no, you shoot. <laughs> Shane's like, no, you shoot. And then I'm like, dang it. I got to shoot with Shane watching and everybody watching Shane. Sounds familiar, right? Melina's like the fake. I've,
0: I've heard, I've heard of this story before. Yeah. yeah
1: so I, I cut the six ball and like, it's got eyes. I come around two rails. I'm all the way down now with a long, almost straight in shot on the seven. And I'm sitting there and Shane's like, go again. Cause I'm right in the space again. And I'm like, I know I'm going to dog this ball. And sure enough, I missed the ball. So later at dinner, we're sitting there and I said to Melina, I was like, go tell Shane that he sharked me. And Shane, Melina, goes, Joey goes thinks I'm,
0: Joey thinks I'm not going to do it. That's why he goes up that. to
1: him and he's like, Shane, why'd you shark my boy? And he's like, huh? And then he looks over at me and just starts laughing. And then yeah. he says, yeah, I know every time I let somebody shoot a shot, they're going to miss it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he I'm just like, lasts. why do you he do says, it? He dogged it. He dogged it. Oh,
1: it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah hey I saw Damien's in here uh, from jam up Damien played a great tournament up there he got out of there quick though once he lost but I think he beat Corey Duel and a few other good players he was cruising right along until he ran into uh, I think Stan Taranjo. and uh you know Stan was just on a mission so uh congrats Damien that was a good good showing man
0: it was a great time Jason and his family are our first class um, definitely there was no there was no detail left uh unchecked and and unthought of by by them so uh i think there's a lot that they're going to do for next year as well um hopefully we're a part of it and uh i just like supporting jason more than anything so but the, there was a lot of a lot of fun times a lot of fun times that, and and besides like going further than you in the tournament was just the icing on the cake for me yeah yeah.
1: You it's know? probably the so, low. L- the low point. That was yeah. the low point of my pool career, right there. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, Shane kind of arched me. We were in the car, and we realized because Clay had to dip out for the remainder of the weekend, which we were supposed to go fishing one more morning, and uh, he wasn't going to be able to make it. So then I realized I won, and Shane was like, "Oh, we had a bet." And I said, "Oh yeah, we had a bet, all right, buddy. You know." And so. <laughs> I said, just say I'm the better fisherman and then I'm good. And so he said it, it's on camera, it's on a reel somewhere on windows open. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was ever, there was a lot of, a lot of memories and people over there were super, super nice, man. So, um, I would love to go back at some point.
1: It was an amazing trip and, uh, Jason and his family, just wonderful people and did a great job putting it on. Uh, so guys stay tuned for next year. I think they're going to do it even bigger up there at, uh, in Everett, Washington, for the Don Where it'll be the third annual uh, Don Where you know COVID came in and messed it up a little bit, but looks like it's on track now. So let's talk WPA, Melina, and I got to admit something to you that's kind of um, it, I w- I would say it's embarrassing, but not really for me, kind of for them, because up until a couple years ago, when you and I started doing this and we started talking about the WPA. I really didn't know what they did. You know, I I didn't know too much about them or what role they played. And so now the fact that all this is coming up, you know, we've learned about, I think you and I together have learned, you know, quite a bit more about them over the last couple of years and kind of what their role is supposed to be and maybe areas where they're weak. And we talked before about their marketing, how like they need to do better for showing what they actually do. And uh, then you do this interview and I, comes on, and you know, it really didn't go the way I expected. I thought that he wouldn't, he would be kind of non-committal and not, you know, make some of the statements that he made. But really, talked about the potential for suspending players from WPA events if they play in matchroom events. I mean, that's that's really just come out and say it. If they're playing in matchroom events potentially they could get suspended. They're going to have a meeting where they vote on this. But even in that interview that you did with Aishon, he admitted that he seems to think that people are leaning that direction and that looks like the way it's going to go. Was that your take from it?
0: I mean, I, there's no nothing else I could take from it, you know, because he said that multiple times, you know, and, and just um, retook his position over and over again, something that me and Mike were not aware of. You know, usually when we go into an interview – And this is with most anybody, right, when it's going to be uncomfortable. When it's something talking about you want want an event, a player, whatever, there's nothing dramatic or touchy that we got to touch base on. But we know it's going to get a little dicey, we, you know, hey, listen, these are some of the subjects we're going to bring up, just so you're aware. You know, we're not having back-and-forth conversation about it, but they know what's coming. And furthermore, you know, they've known about this, and we've been scheduling these guys in um, for well over a month already. You know, so I think back whenever I was in we did Shane Tyree first and that was going back to junior nationals when I was supposed to do him, and then I come back from junior nationals, and that's whenever we first interviewed him. But they they're all they're all communicating on a regular, those three guys. So they knew how they were gonna do it, who was gonna come first and second and third and all that. Aishon was the cherry on top. Like I said, it kinda got progressively worse each time. Um, and to be fair, just you know, being candid, you know, Shane Tyree is, is, uh, is a buddy of mine. You know, we, we, you know, he helped me and Collins get the gig out there at junior nationals. I do have respect for Shane and, you know, I wasn't as tough as I could have been on him. Now I, Shawn and David, I don't know him like that, you know, and, and I you know told him as much, Hey, listen, it might be a little tougher for those guys than it would be for you, you know? Um, and, but I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna get that bad. I didn't expect what I heard from him, um, and you know, since then it's just been a lot of back and forth. It seems like a lot of those guys now learn to use social media, although they could never use social media for anything productive. They're using it to, you know, defend themselves now, or or you know, uh, throw stones towards matchroom. You know, I'm and I'm you down a little to, bit. <laughs> me I me person me personally, me personally well, for sure.
1: You know, like some of the comments about things being taken out of context, if you watch that interview, you see the whole context, and I don't really see where things were taken out of context. I mean, he made some pretty direct statements about what some of the federations are choosing to do and what he anticipates you know the voting to be like once they go to General Assembly and talking about that there will be likely bans on this
0: and and that's what pissed me off is whenever they start saying stuff like that like i'm the one who's changing things around in order to throw more shade at them in so many words i'm paraphrasing but i take that shit personally because that's not what i did you know i'm cropping out quotes that that dude's saying but i'm not just saying for the one sentence that he's saying i'm giving you before and i'm giving you after right and i'm showing you multiple times things that he's saying i'm quoting direct things that he's saying on there and i'm making posts after the fact and they take that as well mike's bashing the wpa it's an attack on the wpa no mf i'm not i'm just letting you know what he said you know why joe because a lot of people don't tune in for an hour and watch the whole podcast but they will tune in for a minute here 90 post, seconds here yeah. 30 yes they will you know now if there were things that were and, and that's why i'm um, the part about them expecting it to be done in the General Assembly, I made sure to include that part in there, right? It wasn't just him saying that. We talked to all these nations, and they're saying pretty much, "Yeah, I, I can't help that he made himself look bad." I have that opinion, right? That he made himself look bad. I think everybody would agree that he made himself look bad, including the WPA, because they came out with a press release afterwards, kind of backtracking and saying, "Well, hey, listen, that's not what was, you know." What we didn't, we haven't really agreed to anything, um, and well, so let's,
1: let's look at it from a different angle. Rather than making yourself look bad, he took a strong stance about his opinion. He said numerous times in the podcast that the WPA is the authority on pool, right? right? And and that that's that's what they're banking on. That's where you know they're drawing the line in the sand, and they are the authority on pool. They don't believe a private company should be the authority on pool. And, you know, because of that, that's why they're taking this strong position that if you don't, you know, if you play in their events and they're dictating in their contract certain language that might prohibit you from playing in future events, then they have a right to take action against the players. And I think you and I come from a position of the players always thinking about what's best from the players, even to the point where I piss off match room sometimes because I'm thinking about rules that favor players or games that favor players or, you know, just other options. But that's what it's all about for us is what is in the best interest of the players. It does not appear that the WPA has had the best interest of the players over the last several years. And now you have this where they're taking a stand where they could potentially be suspending players. That's the hard pill to swallow, I think, for for you and I, guys like us, and, and we don't have the history that Pinozo has with the WPA and you know some of the contributions they made to the game. But what we do have is what we've seen over the last several years since we've been doing this, and we haven't seen much from the WPA.
0: Yeah, and, and see, I don't I don't give that a pass because that's not my fault, right? That's not it's not my responsibility to do that shit, you know, being in the position that I'm in or not right? If they do a te- terrible job of marketing the things that they do, guess what? That's your fault. That ain't, that ain't all me, right? I'm not, I'm not here to kind of put you on a pedestal and, and glorify what you, what you do or don't do, right? I'm, I base my judgment off of the things that I learned, period, you know? And when, when all this stuff kind of happens and goes down and, 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 uh, you know, there's all this history, and I'm, you know, you start hearing from players, um, people within the industry. It does piss me off that all these things have been happening for so many years. I see comments and threads all the time from players, former players, um, just talking about their experience with the WPA. I've gotten my phone blown up from federations. I've gotten my phone blown up by current champions, by past champions. I haven't heard one person say. Anything positive except for let's say the five, and I'm gonna try to be polite here, Joe. But the five guys on Facebook who are going on there just trying to knock match room and trying to discredit them, and they don't mention the fact that before they go on there and comment that either they're a part of the BCA or a part of the WPA or have some, or, or some part of the EPBF. None is of it those guys is a fair are, point.
1: Are, is it a fair point <sighs> that the WPA is making that? a private company shouldn't be dictating, you know, these types of things about the players, like what events they can play in. Is that a fair point?
0: Um, so I I take it in a couple of different ways. Number one, no one's holding a gun to anyone's head to, to sign that contract. Right. So like, if you know that's in there and that makes you uncomfortable, then don't sign it and don't play for me. It's as simple as that. That's how I take it on the other side of it. Um, I also am more privy than others, um, and have seen things like world champions, top tier A one players, who were explicitly given, you know, permission, if you want to call it that, that there's no, there's not going to be any repercussions for going and playing in outside of Matchroom events, i.e. the China Open and Qatar. So, and I'm not going to get into anything more specific than that. But if you're mad about some language, then don't go and play in it. Simple as that for me. Don't. But if you choose to, that's fine. You know. And there it is. It's there for you. It's there in writing for you. So. I mean, I'm in the camp of
1: don't support suspending players. I also don't support match room forbidding players from playing in other nine ball events. Not that they're doing that but it is in their contract. I think they should just take it out of their contract. They are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else right now in their promotion, in their payouts, in the amount of events, the amount of opportunities for players. And that's the way this thing works. People are going to come to their events because of that. You know, They're going to come to their events because of the Moscone Cup. And, well, because and it's still tough for them
0: to make a living. Don't get it twisted. It's still difficult for guys to make a living. It's very very difficult for guys to make a living, you know. So I'm not giving them a pass in that. And I've had some candid conversations with Emily as well, um, uh, you know, privately about that, you know, and so I, I I can understand and respect that side of it too, you know. But it's kind of look, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's if you don't like if, if you don't like what rules are somewhere or what conditions are somewhere, don't, don't go and play somewhere. Yeah. You know, just, well, just somebody brought them.
1: up kicking billiards brings up the, the fact about the Olympics and the international Olympic committee. And it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I guess you need the WPA if this is ever going to be an Olympic sport, but does anyone actually have confident confidence that this will be an Olympic sport one day?
0: Uh, even if it was that, then what? I, that that's the position that I would take. And then what?
1: Well, I, I you know, would say you know? this, if it is an Olympic sport, I think it would do quite a bit for moving the needle to get more people watching it. Would you agree?
0: No, I wouldn't agree. Honest to God. Right, I, wouldn't. I, 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 I think there's, <laughs> I think there would be some, I listen, I, I love the prestige of it. I like guys going out there and representing their country. You know, I'm a diehard of diehards. You know, I'm going to sit there and watch, by the way, Vitaly's is about to beat Shane nine to five. Um, which he just knocked in the nine wow. ball. He's playing Tyler in the finals, of Texas wow. Open. Wow! Um, but big. massive man. You know, that's because Vitality is the defending champion. Um, but you know, it's it's. Um, I think that even if they were to get there, which I don't think they're going to get there, personally, I don't. Not not in the next. I would say in the next ten years, I don't think the Pool is going to get in in the Olympics. Um, but I but I also feel like. Um, there's a place for what the WPA does, you know, and, and when it comes to cultivating juniors and the way that they coordinate with federations and, and, and things like that, um, for that sake, that I think that there's a definite place for, and you can't argue their success there.
1: Yeah, we got a few comments blowing up in here. Guys, we really appreciate that. It makes the show a lot uh, better. Uh, Bang Time Pool was saying, I just said it's not in the m- match room. Basically, is it in the contract or not? There is a clause in the contract.
0: Yeah, I'm not arguing that.
1: That says that they reserve the right to um, not allow players, I guess, to play in other you know, world nine or other nine ball events other than the world nine ball. tour. Something to the effect um,
0: of you would need writing in order to go and, and play in some, in another nine ball event. Outside you need their of permission essentially, yeah. if you're going to play yeah. in something else. Yeah. And
1: uh, we actually brought that up with Carl today when we had Carl on, I hope I didn't upset Carl. He hung up as soon as we were done. Didn't even stay around and chat afterwards. He's just out. You're gone. just love.
0: You're, you're loving people.
1: Well, yeah. you know, I mean, look, Here's my thing, Mike. I want to look at both sides, and I've been struggling the last few days to try to understand the WPA's position, so, so that so that we're just not in a place where it's like, hey, we're just you know spewing the the matchroom, um, you know, message. I mean, matchroom's doing great things for pool. That's great. What is the WPA going to offer? And so far I'm struggling to kind of come up with that. And and even when you had Ishan on and others, you know, they struggle to explain what it is they're exactly doing other than being the authority. And uh, when we are the
0: governing body, we work with federations, blah, blah, blah. They, but you can't tell me what you Yeah, But what, do. you know, what concrete things like, what can you, can give you give me something? Us? Give me something that I can hang on to. Something that you can show me that you go and do, you know, and and you know, Aishan brought up. Well, you know, we have all these events coming up in the future. You know, the future's looking bright. We have all these, you know, it seems like different countries and promoters wanting to add fifty thousand dollars to their events, right? And the calendar's going to look pretty good. Well, then it's probably going to look similar to what you just <laughs> knocked Matchroom um, yeah. for being like in in the last interview we had with David which, by the way, was prepped by Aishon and Shane Tyree and the other and the other guys in WPA.
1: What so, do you think? Because it sounds from what Carl said today, the big sticking issue, they were going to work together, and the big issue was that Matchroom wanted to use their ranking system, and WPA did not want to accept the Matchroom nine-ball ranking system. Uh, is that what you gather? And that's they, when the relationship soured?
0: they got into a really bad deal when it comes to them selling the world nine ball championships and the the and and the the language in there completely just undermined what they were trying to do up until that point but they signed it it was done that deal is over with right matchroom owns that now i don't know this to be so i haven't seen the contract yet <clears throat> but i would guess that matchroom probably asked for something along the lines that we don't want any other sanction of nine ball events outside of mm-hmm. our own. You know? So You're speculating. I, it's complete speculation. 100% speculation. But that's what I would guess. Seeing as how they're putting all the money into nine ball, you know, I don't think that's such a terrible argument. Now, Aysha and them will say, well, you can't – we can't sell nine ball. Okay, well, then fine. You know, that, that's – that's if that's what you want to say. But then that's whenever Magic Mistake in the sense they are now where they're saying, well, you know what? You're not really, you're not benefiting us in any way. You're not serving the game. You're not, you're not helping elevate the game. You're not helping go and add value to anything that's going on. So, why is it that we need you around? Ed. Ed, thanks for being a Patreon supporter, my man. And Ed was out there at Junior Nationals too. We hung out, we played some one pocket together. And then, and then, uh, and then, yeah. We're just Ed's on the side forward. of the WPA here. Well, I think Ed's one of these guys who found, who found, uh, uh, who found Facebook over the last week, you know, like, like Roy Pastor and, uh, and Stuart, your buddy Stu, you know? Um, yeah. so, uh, which, Hey, listen, the window's always open for any of you guys. If, if y'all would like to come on, you know, if you think we're one-sided and unfair, that's kind of why we brought on Ishan and the rest of them is because I don't like, I, I don't like just Talking amongst ourselves and not giving the other side a fair argument. Yeah. I mean, here's the challenge I would
1: say, you know, I'll put it out <sighs> to anyone. If you want to come on and you want to show us some tangible things that the WPA has done for pool in the last five years, you know, like tangible things for professional pool, right? Like you said, they're big in, they're big with professional. federations and the amateurs and you're seeing the crop, especially in Europe of young talent that's coming up through the ranks. It's great. But for professional pull, if you want to come on and explain some tangible things, you know, we're happy to have you on. So, uh, yeah, I don't I think guess.
0: I don't I don't think they're going to be too keen on coming on after the last couple. That's just- Well,
1: the first time we talked with Ishawn, he was talking about, you know, that they need to do a better t- job with marketing, that they need to improve a lot of things. Right. And then this time it was such a stark contrast, like we are the authority, we're the governing body and and this is the way it's got to be
0: you know i i think that they i feel like they know that there's areas they have to work on when it comes to marketing and showcasing some of the positive things that they do because i do believe that there are plenty of positive things that they do you know and that they have their their fingers in you know um, europe is as strong as they are i feel like because of the wpa and their coordination with those federations you know and that part i'm i, I can't i can't stand on a leg and argue with you about um, But when it comes to the professional side of it, this is where I, I I take issue. And the whole reason why I wanted to do it is because over the years of doing this show, Joe, and over the years of making friends, and listen, I've made enemies with promoters, Emily, Predator before. Right? Nobody's barred or off limits from there, you know, and, and, and including pissing off players. But over the course of talking with a lot of guys you started to hear rumors over the years of just things that were going on, right? And things that were just unfair. And listen, we we, we have a fun time doing this show. We have a fun time yeah. um, coming on here and bantering about pool and, and, and talking about uh, professional side of the game. And then we've also dabbled into like juniors and we've talked about amateur events that are going on across the country. So like we're slowly starting to, you know, expand our wings a little bit. But I couldn't just turn a blind eye to things that are just unfair to guys, and then you realize that nobody wants to say anything because they're afraid of repercussions that happen if they go and open their mouth publicly, you know. Yeah. And and so that's why that's the reason why I wanted to have them on, and and instead of me having an assumption or opinion based off of hearsay or facts, or whatever. I'm going straight to the horse's mouth. Now, my opinion afterward is based off of things that I hear from you, but not because of, of hearsay or anything else. I went to the VP, uh, EPBF, and now the president of, of the WPA. I don't know how more fair I can be to these guys. And so to go and have them say, well, it's an attack on the WPA or I'm taking things out of contest. Listen, show me where. Show me where I did that. And now that I get annoyed and pissed off by some of the shit they, they say about me, that's whenever I start, you know, needling them even more, saying, let, let, let's let you know, see those you finances. Were,
1: you were on fire, son. <laughs> you just Post after post, reels yeah. and images and quotes and everything. I was like, man, somebody's got to talk Molina off the ledge. Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't, <laughs> it ain't. Well, look, it, there's it a common thread here. The yeah. most uncomfortable moments that we've had on this show have been at times where someone was treating the players. Our opinion was that somebody was treating the players unfairly. Are
0: you bringing up Lori John right
1: now? I am. You're doing? You're I on. am. <laughs> Which by the way, I love Lori John, even though she beat me in Everett. I do too. She was I so cool too. to hang out with. I ended up commentating the finals with her. It was great. But, um, you know, she got kind of upset on this show and it was all yeah. about the issue of the WPBA restricting, April Larson from playing in, you know, cause, from playing in their events. Cause she pr- played in regional events and it was, those are the two most controversial takes we've had, right. Where we, we talked to the WPBA and she was kind of a spokesperson for him at the time. And now the WPA with this issue. So,
0: I mean, I, I think there's a common thread here, which is we and, care and, about the players. And you know what me and her, uh, you know, being at Jason's event um, talked about it, you know, Had a lot of laughs, and uh, she's great. You know, I got nothing negative, even though it made for an uncomfortable show. But this is why, listen, for all the shit that's been going on lately with the WPA, I do have a lot of respect for him because unlike that spineless guy, Dean, with the WPBA who wanted no part of me or no part of coming on the show that I was on, I'll give Aishan and Shane Tyree and David Morris credit because they'll at least come in here Onto the fire. They then they knew it was gonna be and they knew it was gonna be an uncomfortable show. Question they is, was, will they will they come on again? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I don't give a shit if they do or not. I mean, I, I would hope if, if I didn't beg anybody to come on. We had a we had a topic we were discussing. that was relevant to them. The door's always gonna be open no matter what. You know, and and I've been a lot tougher to other people in the industry, Joe, outside of WPA. Well, and you for
1: know? the record, <clears throat> Dean was gonna come on, just not with you on. <laughs>
0: yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. i love same that shit yeah. <laughs> he made his he made a specific point but it was the same thing like you said it was standing up for what i felt was an injustice towards that player yeah you know and and i'm always gonna i'm always gonna take that side because unlike the players they can't do anything to me right they can't keep me from playing anywhere they can't if they want to keep me from going somewhere i don't have to go to their event that's fine yeah. you know but i'm always gonna have so, a voice for someone who doesn't want who, who is scared to go and open their mouth if if I feel like I'm on the right side or I'm on the same side as them. So let's put a bow around
1: this and kind of move on to talking about pool again. Yeah. Uh, what are the implications here, Mike? Where do you see this going? What do you see happening? Are they going to vote on this and uh, decide to start banning players? And if so, obviously the Europeans will probably be yep. most impacted, but to what extent, what does it mean for them? What does
0: it mean for a player hey. like Misco for Look, let's, you want to talk about positive things, Joe? Look at this comment from Ed about sending April to, to the China Open, which I know April went to the China Open because I sent her a cue to give to Weiwei uh, in the China Open or for like they were having to be at the same event. So I know you guys do a lot of good things too. And I'm sorry, Joe, what were you saying? I didn't even pay attention to what the hell you were saying. You didn't pay
1: thinking, attention kind of to me? Of, I said, let's put a ball this. around this. We'll start talking pool again. The implications, like if. WPA has their general assembly and they vote to start banning players or federations start banning players. You know, what's the impact to, you know, Wojciech or, you know, some European player at, you know, maybe a a good pro, but maybe not the top guys like a filler or, you know, FSR, but what are the implications for, you know, like a, a
0: Niels or somebody like that? I think it, it's specific to your country and the and the politics and and the strength of your federation. And I've been hearing from a lot of guys that are from a number of different federations. <clears throat> For some, it, it's not going to be that well, you know. And those are the guys that I, you know, truly worry about. Um, well, without, give me with, more.
1: What do you mean? Like, um, like what do you mean not I, well?
0: I don't think that the suspensions that we've been talked about are where it would end. I'll put it like that. Without get, I don't want, and I don't want to say anymore because a lot of stuff was was said in confidence. Um, so even though like it sounds bad, what you know, Ashan was saying, I think for some of them it can be a lot worse. So um, and for that, for their sake, I hope things get figured out. I I feel like whether or not they'll agree to any terms is one thing, but I'm optimistic that they'll at least this whole situation will force them to at least come back to a table at some point and discuss it. And, out uh, and some point in the near future, um, force WPA for both of them, for matrimand WPA, that they're going to be forced to have a conversation because this shit is really blown up. Um, and, and players are, are, uh, uh, starting to let you know where they're going to be at. And I feel like in the end, there's a place for both. I do, you know, um, While I may not agree with one as much as I do the other, um, I still respect fundamentally what they're about. The little bit that I do understand, I respect. I'll put it like that.
1: Would the BCA uh, ban U.S. players from competing in world championships, as an example?
0: They would, from my understanding, is if the WPA were to – were to agree to suspend players at that general assembly, the BCA being under the WPA umbrella would have to follow suit and and go down that same road, which would mean suspending players, the likes of SVB and Sky um, from playing in uh, world championships. Because if they were to be playing in matchroom events, which they've both been on the record publicly. They will publicly, be. <clears throat> it, yeah, they've both been on the record saying that they will be playing matrim events. So, um, and you want to you want to talk about a shitstorm? I wouldn't want to be in that position. I wouldn't want to be the one to hand down that suspension. Um, and that's not going to be good for anybody. So, yeah. um, guys want to play pool, and that's the unfortunate part. I see posts from like the Spaniards where they say we just want to play pool. I see a post from. Chua, Chua the Filipinos are saying, great post, "Yeah, you know, I just want to play pool. Don't put us in this position. You know, it doesn't have to be a pissing contest here. I get it. One side feels slighted, one side feels the other one doesn't do shit for them. I get it. Let's figure out a, a a middle ground here. You know, and if listen, whether whether these assholes can think I'm I'm just a shit stirrer or or I'm call me any name in the book or that I'm taking things that listen. If out of all this." it gets them back to a table and somehow agree to something, every bit of that, of all the drama that we've been going through is worth it, you know? And I'm, and I'm not here to, I'm not here to make anyone more uncomfortable than what it has to be, but I'm not going to accept some bullshit response either. I'm not a pool player. I'm not going to accept what you say. If it, if it doesn't hold any water, I won't. And I'm going to keep on asking, I'm going to keep on pushing. And if they think, that I'm done asking questions, or think that I'm done with any of this, they're sadly mistaken because I'm already way too deep now to give up on on this cause. I'm gonna <laughs> You're I'm like gonna, a dog on a bone. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on and keep on. They can guarantee that. So, well, I'm sure I'll keep everybody updated, <clears throat> and we'll make sure to,
1: you know, d- any new developments covered on the show. So let's let's talk about pool. What do we got going on? We got the Texas Open. Vitaly's about to play Tyler for the final.
0: Uh, it's true double elimination there right Mike? true double elimination they had to double dip Tyler was looking real strong and i you know, i made the uh, uh I, I made the distinction that uh, you know this is this is Tyler solidifying his his place on the moscone cup team the, these kind of wins um in this type of event so uh yeah i think i think um i think this guy even though he's not you know on a, like in in the position to be an automatic, I think he's as close to an automatic because of his play um, over the last few months. I believe that, that that kid is not the same kid who, um, who dogs it like, like he has before in years past. That kid is showing a different side of his play, man. There's a whole
1: difference to him, Mike. Like you and I had dinner with him out at Moscone last year. And then we had dinner again with him at the Don Weir Memorial. There's just a difference to the way he carries himself, right? Few years ago, he was like that young guy who was kind of happy to be there amongst the big dogs and asking questions and gathering information. Now he belongs, right? He's at that table and he's just he's a fixture there. You know, he's a he's a top he was, in the US. And he had a, he he had a lot of uh... difference. He's got he's got a lot of confidence. And you know, I'm not surprised he's doing well in the Texas Open. The way those tables break, the way he breaks. You know the, the bigger pockets. Um, not surprised that he's he's doing very well.
0: You know, Tyler, for me, kind of got <clears throat> kind of got ahead of himself as far as thinking that he belonged in that conversation or in that class of player before he did. Now he does. Now in my mind, he does. Um, I, I I truly believe that. But he didn't make any friends with. People thought he was arrogant or, you know, they didn't like his personality and the the team dynamic and things like that. Uh, He's mature. He's not not a kid anymore. You know, you can see that. He settled down and, and, but he's also a workhorse. You know, he's someone who is uh, who is on top of his game on top of the way that he trains. He's, he is the epitome of an athlete. He is the most dedicated um, professional here in the states that we have right now, and that includes Sky and Shane and anyone else. He works harder than anyone else. Treats his body like an athlete. He he exercises. He, he you know he does everything the right way. I think he's a great ambassador for for the sport. Um, I'm happy to see his success. You know, he was one break away from beating Shane at the uh, Brendan Crockett Memorial. You know, which was a pretty a pretty brutal way to end it. Um, I'm happy to see him have success. I I think this is only the beginning and call me crazy, but I think those five, I think the five Americans who are going to be there in December are going to give the Europeans a lot tougher run for their money than they ever have in the last, I'd say five plus years. Yeah, Easily. I
1: agree with that. And you know, the joke on pool players is you get married and your game goes down. I think that's the exception with Tyler because he married a pool player, uh, and they both have very similar philosophies, it seems. And in, in terms of the amount of work they do, in terms of their diet and nutrition, and
0: they just seem to be doing everything right. I don't want to. I don't want to overlook this comment from Ed because Ed has a role in the BCA. <clears throat> so him saying him saying that you know goes a long way. You know, and I, and I don't think he's the only one who feels that way. You know, I yeah. think Shane Tyree um, feels that exact same way that Shane does. And I don't think they're I don't think they're saying it for the sake of saying it to look good in the public's eye. I feel like they say it because they mean it and they believe in it and they stand by and they stand by it. So um, you know, they got they got respect for me in, in, in that regard just for that. And yeah, I feel those like are you it's, asking it's be, genuine those of you asking about the Texas <clears throat> it's that's
1: gonna be on pool action TV uh it's pay per view but uh I'd highly recommend getting the six month pass for that. I think it is it still a hundred dollars million. Uh
0: yeah 120? I think so I yeah. think so maybe 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 one twenty.
1: Tons of great events. It's definitely worth the money. So if you have the money check it out and get that pass. Uh, for yeah, you were year. gonna pay like thirty
0: five bucks just for this one event. You get six months for uh uh for TV and what Ray does. So yeah, and it's um, a, it's
1: a good variety of events too. You know, like there's money matches with you know where two players match up. It's tournaments like the Texas Open and a few others. So uh, it's definitely worth worth it. Uh, another big event this weekend, Turning Stone.
0: Uh, yeah. Thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, totally. Fed- <laughs> Fedor
1: beats Mika in the final
0: um apparently mika I, played great mika did play great i saw a little bit of it while i was there at the open i was watching on my phone i did reach out to better um hopefully we're going to get him on at some point this week hopefully sooner in the week than later um he was asking what we were going to talk about i think a lot of players are hesitant to come on right now just because you know <laughs> they might, might be a little nervous about talking wpa stuff um so it's uh Whatever he wants to discuss, we can discuss from him winning Turning Stone through uh, him beating Tony recently to uh, him responding to what Shane had to say whenever I talked to Shane out there in Everett. So a few different angles to take from the kid. I also love to get Sophia Maston. She just won the Women's Texas Open um, nine-ball championship so and the youngest female ever to win that event. So congratulations to her. Um, We're still going to keep on. I kind of need like – a little bit of a break from all this bullshit and drama. Cause it's just kind of like sucking the life out of me. So I want to like get back to talking so positives like and, and talking players and, and
1: players. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Because I don't, I, you know, waking up and seeing messages and dealing with the drama all day long when I was with, you know, my family and hanging out the open, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't enjoy it, you know, at all. So, yeah. um, and there was a comment in there about Mika winning. Mika wasn't a good chance to win. I was hoping the old man was going to snap it off, but that is a good friend. I'm happy to see him win. he's putting himself in one of those automatic positions, leading into I was the U.S. Say, Open. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and you know, especially because of the shit he's had to deal with over the years from getting kind of, you know, not being picked on the team, him taking an automatic spot would be great.
1: So. All right, Molina. So the way it's shaken out right now it looks like Joshua Filler and Jason Shaw are outside of the top 3 at least from the last rankings that I saw. Are Along they a
0: lock for the automatic? are they a lock for the captain's choice? Um Josh is a lock for a captain's choice without a doubt. <clears throat> I don't see any way he does not make that team. Um I think he's still playing about as sharp as ever. I know he went deep in the European Open just recently. I feel like his game is only gotten stronger as the year has gone on. I, I would not be surprised to see him there um, on the last day at the U S open. That guy just stands up for big moments. And he's not, he's not a name where you think, man, he's a name, but come to think of it, I haven't seen him in the last two days in a, of an event recently, you know? And uh, I, I don't mean that throwing intentional shade, but I don't think Jason has, the, you know, has what Josh has. And uh, I yeah, think Josh Jason
1: is- like kicks it in about this time of the year. Last year, he wins the <clears> international <throat> in the fall and kind of goes into, you know, it was the year that you're thinking, oh, okay, maybe Jason will kind of be a little bit of a weak link for Europe because he hasn't been playing great. And then he snaps he off play. the international and,
0: oh, and he <laughs> does play good. In de- he <laughs> does play good in December. You can't argue. Yeah. With it's this much time of
1: year where he just kind of yeah. starts heating up. Right.
0: And I think that's what, you know, these rankings are going to, are going to put uh, Ralph Eckert in a real tough decision because David Really threw a monkey wrench in everything. You know, now with Federer picking up 10,000, if David becomes an automatic, which nobody expected him to be up until about a month ago, right? He wins the Jacoby, I think, event out in yes. whatever it was, Scotland or something. Uh, and then he follows that up with uh, the win at the European. If You know, if David picks an automatic, I don't think he would have made it on a wild card. So then you're going to have Filler, Jason Shaw. Uh, you're also going to have Albin on the outside looking in. Um, on top of that, let's say Kachi comes back. Um, yeah. What's his status,
1: Mike? I know he got injured and, uh, he's (sighs) going to be out for several months, but I mean, he was probably one of the hottest players on the planet when he
0: got injured. The hottest player. He was the, he was the best player in pool when he got injured. Uh, There's no, there's no debate about that in my book. He was the number one player in pool. He, you know, he was looking like he was going to start dominating any and everything. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's also going to be something to go and discuss as well. Um, and I mean, you know, if we'll you're Ralph,
1: up. what do you got to see from him? You know, I guess you got <clears> to <throat> not just see him come back and be healthy, but actually do well in an event before selection time, which I don't know that there's enough
0: time for that. I mean, there's a lot of events coming up now, whether or not he'll be playing in any is going to be the thing, you know, um, what you've done in the first six months. I mean, that's Shane for This is not going to get you there in the last six months. Um, so, especially on a team as deep as the, as the Europe team is. So whether, whether or not it's fair is another conversation. I don't, if it wasn't his arm and he was playing day in and day out, I would say put him in no matter what, right? Like if he just came down with like COVID or something, whatever, took, took three months off, whatever, right? But like that was his arm, you know? So, um, and he's not, he's not gonna be competing it's it's very unfortunate it's very uh uh it's yeah, yeah i i uh, my heart goes out to him because he um he could have made he could have been the anchor on a team where a lot of people thought that he had no chance on making that team myself included unless he was an automatic pick and instead he then turned that around to become probably the best player in pool for the first six months of the year so
1: yeah. So obviously we're not going to talk about Moscone on every show between now and December, but this is a good point in the year to check in on things. And, you know, there has been quite a quite a bit of body of work leading up till now. And it is a good time, I think, to start talking about Team USA and what they're looking like. And I know you have some opinions on it. Curious who your five would
0: be. Uh, I got four that are pretty much all but locked in for me right now. I got uh, the guy who's playing in the finals of the Texas Open and Tyler. He's going to be automatic for me. Whether or not he's a formal automatic or an automatic wild card, he's in on that team, on my team anyway. And I would be shocked if he doesn't make it in. Uh, Shane Wolford is going to make that team. And then, of course, your A1 and A2 Americans and Sky and Shane are going to be on that team. The fifth spot. And, 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 and I think those four players are – gonna be tough for anyone i do believe that and i i thoroughly believe that in a race to five i think that they're uh that they're gonna be in a really tough situation uh or, or at least can put pressure on the europeans rather which is what you want um that so that fifth spot, spot though,
1: is is gonna be ultra important so who, who's in the running
0: no idea i have no idea who i would put in there today i keep on hearing names like Billy or Oscar or, you know, BJ and, uh, you know, I've been talking about Lucas and, um, I honestly, I don't know. I think, I think you're going to have to see some moves be made, um, over the next, you know, even I think Hunter was on that list. Um, Chris Reinhold. I like Chris. I I don't think he makes team, um, anything short of, of, uh, you know, going deep in the U S open. And I mean, like, Probably semifinals kind of deep. Um, I don't see any way that he makes that team, just for my money. Not saying he's not deserving of it, um, just from the landscape that I've seen over the last uh, six months of the year. So, um, but Earl Strickland? The, do you want to see Earl on there?
1: No. No, and we're going to lose half our audience right now because there's so many Earl lovers out there. But, I mean, if last year didn't show that that was kind of a failed experiment, not that he's not an incredible nine-ball player and even had flashes of brilliance last year, he just wasn't there, I think, mentally to compete at that level anymore.
0: He was a liability um, off the table, on the table. I get why they did it last year. Um, for a number of different reasons, whether they feel like they owed him one from the year prior um, or because of what he brings to ticket sales here in the U.S. I get that, too. And he was, you know, a decent player, you know, in the international. So and nobody else kind of really stood up and took the bull by the horns. Um, you know, as far as this year, I think some of the statements that we heard in his recent interview talking about the break and knocking in and, and, you know, I'm sure that will go over well with Emily. Um and I don't I don't feel like um I don't feel like Shane is necessarily bought into the Earl experiment anymore either, just from private conversations that I've had with him over the last few weeks. Um so and I and Shane was a big part, I feel like, in getting him in there in years past. So um yeah, I just I d I I don't see it. Who would you take, Joey, as your fifth one? Or are those even your four?
1: Yeah, you know, I think we're pretty <clears throat> pretty consistent there with the the ones on the fringe uh you know i'd love to see as carl boys mentioned earlier i'd love to see you know justin bergman get back in the mix
0: he's, he's bringing up damien <laughs> jerry stucker mr wpba bringing up damien Damian. played
1: well <clears throat> Damien played well out there uh, you know another uh person who played really well and and this is the thing that as a u.s fan that we have to kind of hang our hats on is that next generation coming up, right? Who's going to be the next Shane Van Boning? Who's going to be the next Sky Woodward? And there's a lot of talented players out there. Are they going to put in the work? Is the question. We saw one, we saw a couple this past weekend out in Seattle. Actually, it was last weekend now. Uh, but we saw Spencer Laddin. Uh, Carl brought him up. Earlier today, Spencer knocked Shane into the losers bracket, and then got double dipped by Shane in the final. He was on barred tables, but we know Spencer can play big tables too. Very aggressive player. Like some of the
0: decisions he made, I was like, "Whoa, brother!" You know, hold Spencer. it, slow down. Spencer can play pool. Don't he let can. don't let don't let the goofy hair fool you. Spencer can play pool. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then uh, what about uh, Daniel Sardancilla? Is that how you say his name? CEO. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Something that's like the that,
1: Spanish right. way to say it. But up in Seattle, it's Silla, I think. I thought he was. I
0: thought he was Filipino, would not
1: he? Well, okay, maybe. That's kind of Spanish. Uh, but he's a great player too. Watching him compete and nicest kid. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him too much, but uh, everything everybody up there had great things to say about him. Younger player. Great player. Everybody had a lot of
0: positive things to say about that kid, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, (laughs) uh, you know, so, I mean, I think the future is bright. You take Lucas up in New England, a lot of BJ down in the Carolinas, although BJ is more of a veteran, um, a lot of options. What about some other players that we've heard brought up in past Mm -hmm. years that were kind of – you know, not really going to many of the matchroom events. And so a lot of people would like to see them get a shot. Uh, Someone like a uh, Josh Roberts, any chance?
0: You know, I talked to Josh at the open, just kind of seeing where his game was at. And he was like, I really haven't been playing a whole lot lately. And I'm like, Josh, I see you hitting balls all the time. He said, yeah, you see me hitting balls at tournaments. (laughs) So um, when Josh is there, Josh is a great nine ball player. I think the Moscone Cup is kind of a different, a different beast. No pun intended, um, but I, I think I think Josh could get there if Josh had the support um, and was a little bit more dedicated to it. With that support, um, he's got the skill set to do it. If he were to go and progress, you know. And Roberto says, Oscar, listen, everybody knows Oscar's my boy. I'm always gonna root for him and want him on that team. Um, I, I know what he's made of. I don't think he's done enough this year so far, and I think he would agree with you there. Um, but I can tell you he's gonna he's gonna be uh, getting ready for that U.S. Open. You know, he just came back from Turning Stone. He made up a little bit of ground when it comes to points there, um, and I'm gonna make sure that his prep is is where it needs to be uh, come the U.S. Open in a few weeks. So, um, and I'm hoping he can make a run. And that's the beauty of the rankings. It's you know one one good run at the U.S. Open. Um, you know you're really right back in the mix just because of where everything stands right now. So um, I,
1: the guy I'm looking at, Molina, if he makes a good run in the U.S. Open, I think it's going to be him, and that is Billy Thorpe.
0: I keep on I keep on hearing no, that name a lot. I just a lot I of
1: great history there with him in the Moscone Cup, agreed. and I feel like if like you have to get to the point where you can say Billy is back. Right, We haven't gotten to that point yet. We're getting closer, and it seems like he's starting to dedicate himself more, and he's starting to do better. But when he's back, I think he's got to be in that conversation. He's got to be one of the five.
0: Roberto says Mike Deshane. Let me tell you something. Molina Mike's (laughs) got a better shot at making Moscone Cup than Mike Deshane has. Okay? I can tell you that. Uh, No, when it comes to Billy, you know, I was talking with uh, uh, Carl Honey out there at the Texas Open. We were talking about Billy, and he was talking about – the intangibles and the leadership and his experience. And I can't argue any of those things. Um, but, and he's been attending a lot of events, which is great. Um, I just don't know if he's done enough to kind of like solidify his position. I and mean, he's obviously going to be a part of the conversation. Um, but I don't know. Personally, I don't, I, I think it's still up for grabs and he can, he can do it if he plays well at the U.S. Open. Yeah.
1: All right, I'll throw out one other player's name that has a pretty high Fargo rate. You know, has had some success in events, um, but I never really hear his name brought up for Moscone consideration. How about Jeremy
0: Seaman? Uh, yeah, another working man, kind of, kind of akin to uh, what Ed said earlier in Robert Frost. You know, guys who are <clears throat> solid American players. I don't know that I've seen. Uh, you know jeremy play anything outside of a predator event you know like as far as um, a major so um yeah i don't know i mean could he play his way onto the team sure you know jeremy Sase could there's a lot of guys who could you Saucy. know um Saucy, yeah a lot of a lot of these guys could Jer- Jeremy,
1: um, my dream is to commentate a match with jeremy so i can say and watch him hit a masse and i say jeremy Sase <laughs> hit a masse yeah, yeah, and then put yeah. you on
0: tilt you're trying to put me on a worse than the WPA <laughs> right now, buddy. All right. Uh, now, you know, I'll, I'll still, you know, you, you talked about youth. I'll, I'll still stand by, you know, what I said earlier in the year in, in a kid like Lucas, you know. And uh, yeah. I, I've seen that kid play a little bit. Um, he didn't have the showing that I was hoping he would have at Turning Stone. He was one of the names that I was kind of really keeping an eye on um, when I'm scoreboard watching. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's... There's other guys that, you know, people brought up Joey Tate. um, And I think he's in the U.S. Open.
1: If Billy doesn't make a statement in in the U.S. Open, if he doesn't make a statement, I think Jeremy is going to go with the youth. And I think a player like Joey Tate has a really good chance. And here's why. In past years, you know, obviously Jeremy's trying to win every year. Okay. Now he's an ambassador for the players. He's... He's connected with matchroom. Even if he's not going to be the U.S. captain, he's going to be around for a while in the matchroom scene, right? And I think it's time to think big picture. It's time to think not just this year. It's time Who is to that, Jeremy? Think- you think Jeremy's thinking that? Yeah. No, it's no, no, no. time I to think, think three I think years, quit. five years, seven years down the road for yeah. the United States to be able to compete. We need a Joey Tate. We need these younger players to get that opportunity, get that taste of it, get that
0: seasoning if you're if you're Jeremy Jones this is the year you gotta perform and Jeremy would not even tell you that because Why? I th- I, because I feel like he, you 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 got win if you're if you're Jeremy Jones this year
1: okay and if he doesn't win like I said he's still a player ambassador through matchroom does all the commentating oh runs. yeah 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 for I'm sure. saying like yeah. in past years it wasn't that way and so uh, he may have felt more pressure to win it that year and he might not be the Moscone captain you know, the, you know, next year, if they get blown out this year, or they don't do very well. But I think Jeremy sees big picture and, you know, he would want to see the U S winning five years from now, seven years from now. And in order to do that, we need some of these younger players to get that seasoning.
0: I'm not going to argue with the bigger picture aspect of it. I just think that if you're Jeremy, um, you got to put a guy who's going to get you, you know, a few points this year for sure. I, I love. I hear Bergman's named a lot. I would love to see Justin put in there. I I would love to see Tony on that team. Call me crazy, but I'm Tony a big Tony. Tony Chohan, my man T Rex. I would love to see a guy like Tony on there, and <laughs> and, and and let him go up there with the Jays and. His uh saggy shorts, and he's only gonna have he's only gonna have one to pants. Imagine. He's gonna have one, one cue to break with, one cue to jump with, <laughs> one cue to shoot with. Uh, and, you know, it'd be
1: beautiful. Yeah. It'd be beautiful if it kind of came down to the last day. Let's say hands on a team, right? It imagine comes down him
0: talking talking a filler in his ear and just uh, kind of well. You know, hold on, the, check it out. It come down to the
1: very last day, right? And the U.S. is in a position where they need to play their big dogs early, you know, and all of a sudden it's Chohan against Filler for all the marbles, right? And Chohan comes up with a shot where he's like totally trapped, you know, doesn't know what to do and just plays an amazing one pocket shot to lock up Filler And You know, an incredible safety, and then he ends up getting ball in hand and runs out. That's the way I see it working.
0: Well, some of the best matches in Moscone Cup history were, you know, big moving games. You wouldn't think Tony would be a favorite in that? Uh, Tony, and listen, don't let it fool you. Tony can play rotation. Tony can play really solid uh, rotation. I'm not saying he's going to beat anyone in a race to 100, anybody on Team Europe for that matter. But in a race to five, Tony can do it. Now, now the problem with Tony is that you know he may be he may be betting on sports while it's one to one on his phone. You know that might be that might be posting, the issue with him
1: posting Q raffles
0: <laughs> <laughs> You never know with Tony, right? He might be. I love that he'll, guy. He'll be taking a selfie and posting his Moscone Cup jersey for sale before he ever hits a ball. You know, so hey, um, if we're
1: gonna take a one pocket player and we're gonna put him in Moscone, I'm going with Josh Roberts first. That's just me. I you think like over Tony. To, yeah. Oh no, yeah.
0: man! No, I love no, no. Josh. I
1: love his game. I think he's got a very high gear. I like him. I'd love to see him in that event, and a lot of other people agree with me.
0: I, yeah, I just think Tony is. Tony's been in bigger spots than than, than Josh has, um, but yeah, I really am. I really rotation. am speaking. <clears throat> um, no, just in general, I feel like just in general. But like, oh yeah, I listen, mean, if, if Tony if, plays
1: hundred thousand dollar one pocket sets.
0: Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like if I'm going to compare the two and I'm thinking about um, obviously none of them have been on that stage before, then I start looking at other factors and, you know, Tony being in pressure spots for whatever reason, um, I'm going to take him because I feel like he's more equipped, you know, where, where I feel like a lot of the other parts um, of their game is, you know, close to even. Uh, Casey says, throw a little Lads in the box. Listen, you want to talk about a kid who's going to be on the Moscone Cup the next few years, I'd say – I would say if that kid keeps playing the way he's playing, he'll be on the Moscone Cup in the next five years. You know, we
1: need to go state. You know, we need to do a show, Mike. We need to go state by state and break down the top players. That's fifty. How many? How many states they got? Like fifty. I don't know, but it'd be fun. I mean, I think about because I used to live in Florida, right? There's great players in Florida that don't get out of Florida much that a lot of people don't know about. Anthony Maglino, he's a great player. He's probably like a seven. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie Mills knows. Donnie I mean there's Donnie's a great player. I mean say what you want. Donnie you know, will be Jackson arguing for a
0: different Donnie will be arguing for the temperature in the room to be changed. He'll be <laughs> he'll be checking the weight of the cue ball. I think he likes the matchroom conditions.
1: Go. I think he likes the matchroom <laughs> conditions. But
0: you know that's this is the beautiful
1: part about our game, and people are commenting in here and they're saying stuff about this player, that player. Somebody said, "Glad you're talking about the Pacific Northwest." I was really impressed when we got up there and we saw Daniel play, and we saw like some of the other local players. I mean, there was guys in there, seven fifteen Fargo. I'd never heard of them, you know, and they're in there playing great pool, you know, and seeing some of the British British Columbia who
0: couldn't couldn't win a match.
1: (laughs) British Columbian players like uh, Stan. You know, uh, just, okay. Can we, before we get off, can we just describe this moment that happened between Rob Saez and Stan Taranjo? They're playing their hill, hill, right? Rob, Rob's out of line on a ball. What was it? The six ball, Mike? I think it was the six ball. And I'm commentating the match and I got Spencer Laddin in my ear right behind me. And he's like, bank it, bank it. And I'm like, you can't bank this ball you got to play safe. You can put him on the bottom rail, take the cue ball up to the top rail, and you have a good chance to even hide him. And sure enough, Rob, the veteran he is, plays a great safe, hides the six ball down the bottom, cue ball up on the top rail, side pockets pretty much like taking away a one-rail kick. And I'm like, this is why you do this, Spencer. Well, what do you know? Stan Taranjo steps up. He hits this ball comes in just past the side pocket, like tightens up the angle, cuts the sixth ball all the way across the bottom row, into the corner, at Hill Hill. I mean, for for your money, that's like one of the most clutch shots you'll ever see. And by the way, that was like the sixth ball I saw him kick in in three matches. <laughs> that guy getting freaking kick balls. It was unbelievable. So I just had to to highlight that moment. But, I guess my point is, if we went state to state and talked talked about all these great players, I think it would be really cool, you know, because everybody has their local favorites, and the people that maybe haven't heard too much about, it's it's just kind of neat.
0: How many states are we going to get into one show though? Is my thing. We got to like figure this. We got to plan this out. There's a lot <laughs> we can of move states. Quick, in- we can move quick. Look, that shot was was pretty tough. Rob got back to the table when he had no business being at the table, and then he gets a little funny on that ball. Uh, I think the shot he laid down uh, on Stan was pretty solid. I think yeah. it was solid. I it was do. the
1: right shot. I oh, all, by the way, I best also best part about it. Best part about it. Stan kicks the ball in, and Spencer's right here in my ear. Still, he's like, "That's why you bank it. <laughs> Don't let the guy come to the table."
0: <laughs> well, I would have banked the ball too, though. But I'm I I'm I'm a donkey and I'm and I'm terrible at pool and I would have banked that ball too just because I you know you're playing on the bar table. You gotta you gotta fire at it. So yeah but, uh, that's but the thing, Mikey. Stan Stan came <clears throat> Stan came with an amazing shot. That's part of why I love pool. You get stories like that and moments like that, and the whole room it was. kind of blew up and, well, and, and uh,
1: he's such a favorite up there, you know, even yeah. though he's he's in Canada, it's right across the border there. And I'm sitting downstairs in the basement commentating off the videos feed. And you just hear the place erupt right when you watch the shot, you know, because it's like a second or two ahead. Unbelievable. Like the everybody's rooting for him because not that they don't like Rob Saez, but he's you know, he lives in Louisiana now. And
0: their local guy is up there playing him. And poor Rob. Rob had a hell of a tournament. And Rob Rob, I, Rob Rob I thought was gonna get to the final that like midway through that final day. You know, Rob's he, playing great. Rob Rob plays the bar table super strong. Rob's you know? playing great. Yeah, like if they were a bar table Moscone Cup, he may be on the team. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, he plays yeah. he plays super solid. Um it was pretty brutal though, the way that it ended for him. Hey
1: Mike, can you block people from this chat? Because Jerry Stuckert needs to
0: be can you just Listen, like if if anybody block knows, that guy? <laughs> If anybody knows how to block someone on Facebook or YouTube it's from you. annoying me in the chat, it's me. I got the, hey. I got the blocking part Let me dialed tell you in, buddy. I
1: couldn't do anything to <laughs> win a match. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm beating Dan Louie, what is it, six to three or something? Three. And I got a six ball that my eight-year-old son can make like 100 out of 100 times. And I just decide, you know what, instead of just punching this ball out, I'm just going to draw the ball. And, of course, I miss Q. And all of a sudden, Dan Louie just goes crazy from there and starts playing perfect pool. And so I lose to him 7-6. And then I'm beating Lori John 4-1 to one on cruise control. Dogged you it. Can't you Lori can't John clean. comes back. She played like it was like 1992 or something. Played great pool on me. Yo,
0: you so don't I just even – I, I – uh... <laughs> Yeah, you really did, man. She's going to be pissed at you now. Um no, Joy was Joy Joy was on tilt the whole day. I mean, just <laughs> the whole weekend Joey was on tilt. I was having to talk him off the ledge multiple times.
1: I you yeah. know, I'm sitting here giving you a hard time like you're playing Margaret Fefalova in the first round and I'm like, "What is it? A race to 7? I'll take Margaret 8." <laughs> That's what he said.
0: That's what he said. And I got to 5. What were you to race to 7? 5 to 5 you had her. And she got lucky to hook me the way she did. She got lucky. Uh, and then I almost cross-banked it. almost made both balls. Both balls hung in the hole. What did she, did she say out. after she beat you? Uh, she said, you kicked the ball real well because I kicked the ball in twice on her. Um, oh, really? That was it. No, Margaret's great. I, I didn't, uh, she
1: say, didn't she say something like, I didn't even know you played pool? <laughs>
0: well, that part too, yeah. But I don't <laughs> play pool. So uh that that was a very fair statement uh for her to make but no i enjoyed myself i had a good time with it i i won one and then went on went on uh, jumping off the bridge after my last match but
1: uh yeah i was a race you and i it was a race to get the puget sound to see who who could throw our cues in the water first i think
0: i'd much rather be talking about pool than playing ball say that and listen i'm watching tyler play in the finals Shane made it to the uh, – uh, got third in Texas Open. They've been playing pool for well over a month. Like the the more that he, just this past few weeks has taught me is just more respect that I have for a lot of these guys and what they're doing because they're literally uh, traveling across the world and playing day in and day out, long days, long nights. They're still yeah. eating well and exercising well, and then they're having to just fade like – uh, you know, different time zones and just so many different variables. Um, it's not easy to do. The fact that they do it um, consistently and at such a high standard just makes me in awe. And this is part of why I love the sport, man. It's why I love the players. It's why I love um, watching pool. It's just getting to um, see a lot of these things firsthand. So, which we yeah, will I mean, be seeing a lot more of them firsthand because um, I will be going out to the U.S. Open. I don't know if Joey's going to be able to make it out. Am I invited uh, or not? You are invited for sure. You definitely are invited. Um, it's going to be uh, – we're going to have a pretty – I mean, after the interview with sofa. Carl – You
1: and Oscar have a sofa for me?
0: After the interview with Carl, I don't know if you'll be allowed in the building. I know I'll be allowed. I, I was just <laughs> – You know, here look. Let we go. Let me say this. Melina,
1: seriously, like we have to be as impartial as possible. And we have to look at all angles of something. And, you know, as much as I love matchroom events, I I also have to say, you know what? I don't like that you have that language in your contract. Or I have to say, I don't like the fact that you're, you know, um, crapping on other pool games. You know, I, I have to tell them that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't mind I was not disrespectful in any I don't even know
0: how we got to the 10-ball conversation this morning. Carl did.
1: Carl brought it up. He's like, and we throw an extra ball on the table. And I'm like, come on, Carl. When you were a player, you preferred 10-ball. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and big money matches. You know? And so that's it. It's no disrespect to them. But at the same time, you know, I have to call, call it like I see it. I call balls and strikes. I call it too, I feel like, to an extent. No, but right. if I don't... If I don't like You're listen like hey, I'm gonna call you Melina Matchroom from now on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, that fucking nickname may stick if you keep on saying that. Lately, we only got a few people watching this evening, but uh Ed
1: has Ed, got my back there. Ed, Ed let's, will let's, never, make that, Ed, let's make Ed's that let's make that viral
0: He's working on the meme as we speak, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, if you. I if I don't buy the bullshit, I'm not gonna pretend I buy the bullshit for the sake of being impartial. I don't. And if I felt like if they had something that they could legitimately go and stand on, I would say, you know what, you're right. And uh, listen, people forget I've called that matchroom for for a lot of other things before in the past. I mean, a lot of other before I even could spell WPA, I was talking shit about matchroom and things that they were doing that I didn't really like. So, um, but listen, well, let's do this, I, man. I. Was so excited
1: to get back on the mic with you after hanging out together up in Everett, Washington. We did a show up there. It was kind of cool. It had a little cockpit background. It was kind of neat. And then hearing about this interview with the WPA, watching the interview, and then you and I having a few little conversations here and there, talking to Carl Boys this morning. I needed to get back on here. In fact, I left 30 people in my house. I'm out in my office right now. There's 30 people in my house hanging out with my family. (laughs) My wife had a potluck. And I was like, "Um, hey, I'm going to have to go and do a podcast with Melina (laughs) at 8 o'clock my time or 9 (coughs) o'clock. And she's like, "Ah, no, you're not. And so we pushed it back an hour. Thank you. But I needed to come out here and talk to you, man. Keep up the good work. You know, you're doing good stuff. Don't get too crazy though with all the postings and you know, people see it for what it is, Mike. Oh man,
0: some of these motherfuckers just get on my nerves, you know, that's the <laughs> yeah, you know, they just they just annoy me sometimes, and and then I just do it just to be a little petty and a little spiteful. I'll try to be more Pinozo I think sometimes, what would Mike do? Not me, what would Mike Pinozo do? And the problem is that I'll think I'll do first and then I'll ask Mike afterwards um three three words Professional. be professional you're barking up the wrong (laughs) hey listen i do hope we get to a point all jokes aside i hope we get to a point where all this things become become in the past i hope they figure it out and then you know what i'll be glad to have any of those guys on and start talking about all the great things that they're doing for the junior programs and in places all across the world all the things they're doing to grow sports <clears throat> all the things they're doing to help grow the game, I'll be happy to showcase and highlight them and 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 talk about it any day of the week with them. You know, we'll but be the at the World
1: point. Nine Ball Championship having cocktails with Emily and
0: Aisha. Well, Let's I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you for <laughs> sure won't you for sure won't be invited on the match. Maybe Ishawn might invite <laughs> you, but for sure Emily ain't gonna invite you. <laughs> no, listen, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of stuff planned for the rest of the week. I reached out to uh Fetter to see if he'd come on. I'm probably gonna see if uh, uh, Sophia can come on, and then I'm sure we're gonna be talking a lot more stuff. Uh, hey, make sure you invite to me to what you're doing this week, okay? Um, well, what are your plans for this week? Are you gonna be able to come on? Working,
1: but you know, I'll or am time. I
0: gonna or am I gonna hear from you in like three months from now? No, I'm what's here. What's the over under?
1: I'm back, what's man. Over- I'm back. I'm feeling. You know, <laughs> I'm not feeling that much better, Mike. Dealing with my health stuff, but I'm just pushing through you know because it's what you got to do
0: i so, love having you here you give you give the show balance uh a lot of people love hearing from you they feel like i'm just a jerk and and joey's the one with you know <laughs> joey's the one that's fair and all these things and we need you on the show buddy i love apparently
1: matchroom doesn't feel that way
0: but well you can't win them all man you know? <laughs> so i mean you couldn't win one in everett no, you're not going to win them all here, buddy. So on that note, we will see you guys later. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We know uh, it's it was late, but thanks a lot for, for sticking with us. Uh, we'll be back. Keep your notifications on. And, uh, Ed, check your email. We'll get you on the show, buddy. Later, y'all. <laughs> see ya.